We're so glad you're here. And uh, we are so glad we got to continue these experiences, even with so much change and crisis. And if you would have told me that when we made the changes to do what we're doing, and I would be sitting here and moving forward and upgrading a video setup uh, months ago, I would have had a hard time getting my mind around that. And then if you would have told me what even the last few weeks would be like, uh, mixed with everything else we've been through, I think even more so I would have a hard time getting my mind around that. And what's wild for me right now is to understand what it means to really pay attention to and try to get a grip, a grip or uh, a grasp of what reality is. There's so much emotional division right now. Uh, I called my brother to wish him happy birthday two days ago. And I found myself in the conversation and I love him so much but just avoiding maybe some topics, not sure where he stood on some things and wanting just to, to peacefully coexist even with some different viewpoints. Um, it's hard right now to even believe what you see. I think there's a couple of emotions around that. that one is some of what we're seeing is just awful. It's, it's hard for our senses to make sense of it. Our brains have evolved to really be able to comprehend, understand and process the suffering of about 150 people-ish and we've grown up or evolved in this tribal mentality, and now we hold the suffering of the world. And, and, and it causes us to shut down, and part of that shutdown that occurs, then we start editing reality to fit a narrative we prefer or believe in. So I, I will watch a video online, and I'm horrified, and I could watch it from either side of the political spectrum. And then you'll find somebody that posts a video of a different angle. And it might make that video more true, or it may be that that was edited to tell a story that was false. And so I find myself going, okay, what's happening? What's real? What isn't real? And, and what I'm most sad about is how over and over and over, we miss the deeper reality. We comfort ourselves by making an enemy of someone else. I've been in multiple public leadership roles where twice, this happened twice, I had large groups of people form, organize, and petition to get me fired. Uh, a lot of my leadership experience at a young age was leading through a crisis. And uh, I can look back now, 42 years old, I'm going through that at age 25, and look at the list of issues that they had. And you know what? some of the things they were right about. It was legitimate. I was green. I was way over my head. I was leading with principle. I was leading with passion, but I was a dangerous leader because I was trying to like engineer this perfect space rather than knowing the greatest sabotaging presence in, in our organization was ultimately me. I didn't know that at the time though. And so I remember at one point, getting really emotionally stirred. And this one guy who had organized a bunch against me, this guy brought up a point about him. And I remember it came out in a meeting without me even really processing it or thinking it. I was like, well, he can go to hell. And, and I had this like out of body experience where I'm watching myself lead going, wait, this isn't the kind of person that I want to be. This isn't who I want to become. This isn't how I want to lead. I want to take you back to how we've been progressing through this analogy of what it means to understand our journey that we're on and navigate. That we start out and we realize that there is a center 
that we are the driver in the car and that we can see our thoughts and our emotions and our ideas and our feelings and they are the windshield. And we are more than these thoughts and feelings and emotions and reactions. And as we understand that, then we start to notice that some of what we call leading, some of what we call relating is really just proving and hiding. We construct the antenna to notice all of the ways that we're showing up too big or too small. And there were definitely moments when I was pressured in those leadership roles where I was showing up way too big. As I found aggression come, coming against me, I would come back with even more aggression. But as the antenna starts to guide me to proving and hiding and I start to relax and I start to prove and hide less, then the real me shows up. I start to discover who I really am. And as I drive down the road, the daydreams start to help me pay attention to who I am and what do I really want? And am I really wanting to go to this place? And does this decision match up with the truth of how I wanna show up in work and how I wanna show up in life? And as I do that, I start to take new turns. And as I take new turns, I take new actions. I'm finding and exploring there's more to me than just what I've known up to this point. And that's the cool part about really being able to guide and lead yourself. You get to use the raw material of what you're going through and none of it is wasted. And then we said, as we do that, as we take these turns, we have moments that we can look back and we can see changes. We can see growth that's occurred. I look back at that 25 year old me and he's not the same leader. <laughs> He's got more perspective. He's got more awareness. But, I, but as much as I wanna take what we talked about last time, I wanna ritualize it. I, I wanna stack a bunch of rocks up. I wanna pull over at that vista and take a picture and go, Chris, look at who you were at 25 and look at who you are now. Good job, buddy, good job. <laughs> but as I get back in the car and, I, and I've taken that picture, I've enjoyed that vista. I'm surprised. And I'm surprised by one new reality. Someone else is in the car with me. I get back in the car from the vista. I get back in the car from that moment where I'm ritualizing and I'm, I'm journaling and I'm getting back into the car and I'm astonished to find a new presence there. Now, as I try to introduce this idea to you and help explain it and put feet to it, I wanna take you to something I heard Cornell West say this last week, and it was so prophetic and so powerful and so guiding for so much of the crisis that we're in right now, because he was talking about a word that Donald Trump used to describe people that were out in the streets, some of them obviously looting, some protesting. Trump used this word, and I don't want to say this word, but Cornell West took that word that was used and flipped it around. And basically, I could say it this way. He said, you know what? Trump is right. There is, for a better way of saying it, junk in me, but there's also junk in him. And it was such a powerful moment where he collectively organized all of humanity around the fact that we all have junk in us. We all have a process of ongoing development in us. I was uh, a substitute teacher. Back in 2008, when the real estate crisis hit, some of you know my story, where I had to rebuild financially, economically, and the quickest way that I could go get work was substitute teaching. And so I would wake up at like 5 a.m. and you'd click these little 
jobs as they popped up. You try to grab one real fast. The school district that I was in was not an inner city school, but it was uh, an impoverished suburb. And I can tell you that I taught from second grade to 12th grade in all kinds of subjects. Some days, uh, because of the way the law works, I was an intervention specialist. Uh, more often than not, I was in a classroom with another teacher assisting them. So I got to observe teachers from second to 12th grade, 12th grade. I saw day after day after day, a stark reality of two different kinds of teachers. And I'm not trying to be overly stereotypical here. I'm just telling you my experience anecdotally and of one, what I saw. There were teachers that taught and led their classrooms like students had the potential to learn. And they ran their classrooms sharp and tight and focused. Expectations were clear, standards were high. Then there were teachers that were right on the edge of breaking down continually, ramping up with energy, ramping up with presence, ramping up with power to try to force and take control, or they would completely dis diminish and withdraw and give up. One treated the students like they were pupils there ready to learn, even in the midst of suffering. The other treated the pupils like they were animals. And each of them got the response that they taught towards. What Cornell West was saying that was so powerful, and what I want you to understand about your journey in this process of guiding yourself and navigate, is that when I look at who that other person is in the car, I want to give you a word, and the word is animus. A-N-I-M-U-S, animus. Animus refers to the, the energy, the vibe, the verb, the verve. The thing that I look at that's a little wild, that doesn't make complete sense to me, that I might be embarrassed about, that I don't fully understand. Here's a question that I want to ask you. Who do you hate? Who do you hate? Who gets your blood boiling the most? I was uh, watching some of the protests unfold and I watched a number of Instagram influencers. One of them, here's just one example. They were filmed by protesters, pulled up, walked up to like some, uh, you know, window protection. They use the floorboard a lot of times to protect windows, put a drill in her hand, pretended to be like securing storefronts and helping out. Did that for just a moment. Her boyfriend capturing footage, I'm assuming her boyfriend, I know I'm making an assumption. They get in the car and drive off. They were using it for a moment to create media that they could then use on their social media channels. And I'm telling you, when I saw that, I felt cortisol start to release into my body. I felt an energy, a vibration, and a hum that, you know, this X-Men energy, this Marvel energy is starting to run through me. And then one thing popped in my head, a poem a friend of mine wrote. He called it Cocktail Party. And the whole point of the poem is about the person that annoys you most at the cocktail party 
reveals something about you. Here's the definition of animus. The hate I feel for you is the hate I feel for me. The hate I feel for you is the hate that I feel for me. See, there's no vacuum in nature. There's no empty space. Everything is filled with something, whether it's dark matter or something we can see, tangibly touch, taste, feel, and hear. And when you start to understand how growth works and how you're transformed and how you're changed, you start to see the banal, hype, glossing over nonsense that is much of self-help. I think about that analogy about the good wolf and the bad wolf. You know, the good wolf represents all the good parts of you. The bad wolf represents all the bad parts of you. And that the only goal in life is to really feed the good wolf and starve the bad wolf. There's such a deeper way to understand and appreciate and make peace with how we grow and change and transform when you understand that is not a deep understanding of navigating. That's not a deep understanding of guiding ourselves. Well, well, what is a deep understanding of guiding ourselves? Because if we live with this good wolf, bad wolf approach, then we start to make enemies out of others and we start to see in others and feel for others the hate that we don't ultimately understand is the challenge that we have for ourselves. And then we become dangerous leaders. We become leaders that squash protest. We become leaders that are afraid of questions. We become insecure leaders that want to shut down process. We become unhealthy leaders that want to authoritarian, in an authoritarian way, force a culture to be what we want it to be because we don't recognize animus. That the hate that I feel for you is also the hate that I feel in me. And so I want you to recognize that there's another person in the car. And who is that other person in the car? It's you. It's, it's the part that you're embarrassed by. It's the part that you want to distance yourself from. It's the part that you're afraid to acknowledge. It's the part that, frankly, hasn't gotten to drive or navigate up to this point. And that's a good thing because it got you here. But, but you pretending like they're in the car isn't helping your transformation anymore. So let me give you a way to think about this. Our transformation as we integrate starts with animus. The hate that I feel for you is in me. And then we move to spiritus. Where you are blind, there is treasure to find. We move from animus to spiritus. Where you are blind, there's treasure to find. I honestly think that I can't breathe is the deepest ache of most of humanity right now. Now, I don't want to co-opt that phrase from all that's happening in transformation. That's not my intent at all. I want to honor the place that it holds in our culture as a, as a signal and a clear rallying cry for change that can happen. But even all of us today, or those that may listen to this later, can't fully agree on what all of that change looks like. That's not going to happen. We can, we can agree to disagree. We can unify around major initiatives. But our transformation won't take its deepest roots in us so that we can transform society until we understand that, that I can't breathe 
is a part of the suffocation that happens when we are cut off from, through our own violence to ourselves, who we really are. I learned something weird a while back. Uh, I'm a total nerd. I feel like I've always been this way. I remember in the ninth grade opening up my encyclopedia that we had on our shelf and trying to understand the pyramids and how they were built. And I found myself doing a deep dive a couple of months ago on how numbering systems have developed throughout human history. And it was really fascinating for me to learn that zero was a revolutionary new concept. Like you and I may think that there are four guys arguing over a, a, a basket of fish and they're trying to make a deal happen. <laughs> and that zero is the starting point. But a lot of numbering systems had no place for zero until, or, or no numbering systems had a place for zero until it was invented. When you start to learn that, you can start to understand where I'm about to take you in, in processing the depth of your transformation and who's in the car with you. Because there's no vacuum in space, in existence, everything is filled with something. There is a passenger in the car and the energy with which you change your life isn't by trying to zero that out, starving the bad wolf. Instead, you recognize what is the hunger of that bad wolf. What does it want right now? What's in it? What's it speaking to about desires? What's it speaking to about direction? I use the word spiritus intentionally and I wanna play with this a little bit. Another word for alcohol we know is spirits. And I don't want to take any of you down a dark path you may struggle with, but there's something about that sweet spot of not too much alcohol and, and just enough where the right brain gets one second ahead of the left brain. The, the analysis, the posturing, the proving, the treadmill of our monkey mind isn't running and we relax a little bit. This has been talked about in lots of different ways throughout human history. Actually, I think it's because of the process of developing alcohol, the way that it's been used as a substance, and yes, abused, but also medicinally, it can be dosed in such finite, precise amounts. Way before we had medical knowledge about all that we understand. There's a sensuality to it. There's a spirituality to it. Spirit spirits, spiritus, spirituality. I'm using all of this intentionally. And where you are blind in your transformation right now is where there's treasure to find. And the way that you start to see is to look at the hate you feel for others. Because that someone in your car is you. When I look at the Instagram influencer that I hate, what's it surface up in me? The stuff that I hate the most about myself. Where I would where I would want to do something to impress, to posture, to prove, to, to show the world, hey, look at me, because desperately on the inside, the bad wolf says, you're not enough. You don't belong. You don't fit in here. They're going to quit following you. They don't believe. You're not, you're not showing up. You're not providing. Your kids, your wife, your friend, whatever. It doesn't matter. When I shift from animus to spiritus, I recognize that there's someone in the car is me. And that I don't have to be afraid or embarrassed of the bad wolf, but I recognize what it's hungry for because that's what I've got to feed it. Let me explain it this way. If it's hungry for love, I give it love. The absence of something 
the negation of something, there is no zero in transformation, shows you what you can grow in. Are any of you right now feeling a struggle in finding a simple joy in your life apart from your circumstances? Yeah, there's a lot of people there right now. Well, the bad wolf says this, the part that you hate in others is are, are people that are finding joy right now. What gives them a right to feel happy when the world is falling apart? And there's something in you that says, I can't feel happy until, or I've got to run away and chase adventure to feel happy. Again, there's no zero. The lack of joy in your passenger, it's the negation that shows the presence. It's the absence that shows you what you're about to get to experience. It's the passenger in your car screaming for joy that lets you know joy is coming. Look, for you to go this far in the journey, for you to develop the windshield and the antenna, to take the daydream turns, to take the picture, to ritualize it, guess what? You've already changed your life so much, but you're never done changing and transforming. There's more. Well, what's that more? It might be peace. Maybe your bad wolf is like, I can't feel peace right now because of all the conflict. Well, it shows you the very fact that the word peace exists because there's no zero in nature. It's that you can feel okay even when things aren't okay. It's a deep idea to get. The word itself shows you the value because it's missing. Maybe it's patience. Maybe right now you feel frustrated. You can't run fast enough. Like, I feel like I've had to engineer so much about my own life and business in a different direction. And I've made so many changes in the last few months. But it's very hard for me because my bad wolf is like, why isn't this happening faster? Why can't I be right where I want to be right now? And it shows me, the spiritus, that where I'm blind, there's treasure to find. How can I relax and enjoy right now while still aggressively moving forward? Look, right now, if you struggle with patience, go back to session one. What did we do? We released the expectations. I'm releasing the expectations for what my business will look like this year. Does that mean I'm letting go of the ambitions? No, I'm actually amplifying the ambitions. I'm amplifying the desires. I'm just releasing the expectations of how it's got to get there or how it might get there. I'm more ambitious than I've ever been in my life. I'm more focused than I've ever been in my life. But I still have to struggle to release the expectations of how that's going to happen. Maybe for you right now, it's just hard to access kindness. And so the part that's in your car with you is the taskmaster just driving hard. Don't starve the bad wolf. Feed the bad wolf with kindness. Maybe the, maybe the bad wolf in the car, the animus in you and in me, is just feeling like you screw up things and you mess them up. What do you do? You let that bad wolf know the goodness within. I mean, this is why right now I think Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, has such a powerful hold on our, our culture and our world in a fresh way this last couple of years. You have the documentary come out about him. You've had the movie. It's either coming out or has come out with Tom Hanks. I mean, you look at the quotes of how that guy like spoke to the person, spoke to the child. He said something like, the greatest evil is letting people you know, help you forget who you are. I'm totally butchering that. But your goal is to remember who you are. 
and that you have that strength within. Maybe for you, it's just the bad wolf is screaming. Everything's falling apart and you're waiting for the shoe to drop. And you're going to give that bad wolf some strength, some loyalty, and let it know it's, it's going to be okay. Even if bad circumstances happen, you've come so far, you face so much, you'll make it through this too. Maybe for some of you, the bad wolf is saying, don't be weak right now. Don't show weakness. Don't be vulnerable. Have, have really strong, rigid, defined boundaries or you're going to get run over in all this chaos and all this pain. And you're just saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to feed you with strength, wolf. I'm going to feed you with strength, animus. So together, we can be spiritus. That where you're blind, there's treasure to find. That without alcohol, I can let my right brain get one second ahead of my left brain and find that relaxed rhythm and flow of transformation. Maybe for you, the, the passenger in the car just has a difficult time marshalling energy and really zeroing in and focusing right now because just scattered. What is reality? And in all the chaos, will you just let that other passenger know, I'm so glad you're here and I'm going to help you learn where to spend your energy. Thankfully, you're not like those dummies who just want to hustle harder all the time and don't know the dynamic approach of an effective hustle. <laughs> and I'm including myself in those dummies. Over and over and over again, when you see this transformation, you move from animus to spiritus. And then you're not just normalizing your neurosis. You're not just trying to pacify your psychology. It's your understanding that your potential, your growth, that the deepest unexplored dark parts of who you are is what you need for this next part of your journey. You're going to need new courage. You're going to need new strength. You're going to need new vision. You're going to need new clarity. How are you going to get it? You're going to integrate. You're going to get into a feedback-rich environment where you're at the edge of your abilities. If you take this journey of transformation, you will get to a place that you will have more material to work with. What do you do then? Well, that's the actus. So we move from animus to spiritus to actus. We move bold. We move bold. We all shine. We all hold out our light. The most intense tragedy for me to experience right now is to watch extreme left and extreme right try to diminish the dignity of the other. Dignity is not a zero-sum game. Dignity is abundance. I don't lift myself up by putting you down. And when I understand this transition of animus spiritus actus, then I make peace within. And the hate that I feel for you, I realize, is a mirror back to the hate in me. I'm changed. I'm transformed. And as I'm changed and transformed, I move with a new boldness and a clarity. When I was 25 years old, leading, being publicly accosted in multiple positions, I remember coming to a transformational place where I understood for the first time in my life the difference between a vision that a leader runs with and a vision that empowers people. It's not just about the vision. The vision is the people. And the vision starts with you and your transformation and your growth. And when you start 
on your next leg of this road trip and you look at the other person in the car and you feel anger for them, disdain for them, embarrassment for them, recognize that other person in the car is you. When you feel that towards another person, it shows you a mirror into your own growth. Find what that bad wolf is hungry for and missing. Feed them what they need so they're transformed and integrated into you. So you're one whole wolf. And take whatever bold steps this leads you to. It's the only way you'll guide yourself through this. Thank you guys so much for being here and being on this journey. May we all move bold.